0: To another edition of the Gazette Fact Checker podcast. It is coming up now on almost the one-year mark ahead of the midterm 2022 elections, 15 months or so, and we have an interesting check this week in the U.S. Senate race. But first, I'm John Steppy, I'm the Gazette's business reporter.
1: I'm Erin Jordan. I'm an investigative reporter.
0: I'm Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter. And we're short one this week. Michaela Ram, our healthcare reporter, decided to go on vacation. How dare she?
1: Exactly. Leaving us in the lurch?
0: Well, going on to the claim here, Senator Chuck Grassley has not announced yet whether he will seek re-election in 2022 when his term is up. But Democrats have already been campaigning against the seven-term senator with midterms, as I mentioned, right around 15 months away. And among that Democratic field has been former Representative Abby Finkenauer, who, of course, was in Iowa 1 in, from 2018 to 2020. Well, between the 2018 and 2020 elections, technically from 2019 to 2021. But regardless, she's been trying to paint Grassley as someone who is out of touch with Iowans since she entered the race last month. In a July 31st tweet, That included a link to donate to her campaign. She called Grassley a, quote, multi-millionaire who has owned a house in Washington since I was five years old. So a couple of things to check in there. First of all, as always, we reach out to the campaign for sourcing as the first step in the fact-checking process. The ThinkNour campaign did not respond to the fact-checkers' inquiries. So first taking a look at whether Grassley is indeed a multimillionaire. Now, as a member of the US Senate, Grassley must submit a financial disclosure form every year that includes information about his assets and transactions from the previous calendar year. So in 2021, he submits the form for calendar year 2020, so on and so forth. And the assets have a listed range of what it's worth. So there's a minimum net worth from that, a maximum net worth from that. Open Secrets, a nonpartisan website dedicated to tracking money in politics, has used those reports to estimate each member's of Congress's exact net worth, so averaging those minimums and maximums. And from that, Grassley's estimated net worth was $7.6 million in 2018. Now, that is the most recent year that Open Secrets has done that analysis. About 1.2 million of that was invested in his family farm in Butler County. But even when you take out the farm, that's about 6.4 million in other assets. Now it's worth noting he is far from the only multimillionaire in the Senate or in Congress in general. Among those in Congress in 2018. 171 were listed with estimated net worths of at least $2 million. Now, regardless, that does make Finkenauer's claim about Grassley being a multi-millionaire correct. Now, another key point here that Marissa brought up beforehand is that when Abby Finkenauer joined Congress in after the 2018 election, she was one of the, because you can see the most wealthy and the least wealthy, or I guess you'd say the poorest new members, and she was one of the poorest new members of Congress with an average net worth of 12500 So quite the contrast there from Grassley's Millions and Millions. So now I'm kind of switching gears here to whether Grassley's owned a house since thinking Howard is five years old. The fact checker looked at property records from the Arlington, Virginia Assessor's Office, Arlington, Virginia being a suburb of Washington, D.C., known for having the Arlington Cemetery. So I think probably a lot of people have heard of it. The records there show that Grassley purchased his Arlington home on November 3rd, 1994. That was 54 days before Finkenauer's 6th birthday. Her birthday was in December that year. Well, I guess it'd be December every year now that I say that. But Grassley has not sold that property in the 27 years since then, which means that Finkenauer's claim is correct on the second part, too, that he has owned a home since he was five years old. Now, this doesn't change the how factual the claim is, but just some interesting information. His property is worth $818,400, according to the assessor's office. That was the 2021 assessment. He bought the home, again in ninety four for $375,000. So overall, looking at this claim, public records clearly back up both parts of Finkenauer's claim about Grassley. It's worth noting that Grassley is not the only multimillionaire in Congress, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he is indeed a multimillionaire who has owned a house in the Washington area since Pinkenhour is five years old. So I landed on an A for uh, for both parts of the claim and overall, um, but I'm curious in hearing what the rest of the team has to think about this.
1: I'll just say when we were talking last week about whether to take on this claim, um, we were saying that, you know, it's, um, people are always curious, I think, about their elected officials and their, um, backgrounds and their assets and things like, things like this. And even though Chuck Grassley has been in the Senate for decades, um, I, I, this was, these were numbers I didn't know, um. You know, I I think knowing that the bulk of that income is in farmland, which isn't necessarily like liquid funds. It's not like Chuck Grassley is going to go out and buy like a hotel or, you know, I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. But um, I I think that is noteworthy. Um, We there have been stories of late kind of talking about how um, valuable farmland is in Iowa. Farmland costs. So, I guess that all makes sense, and I feel like this is a good check in that it um provides some context to these numbers that Finkenauer has thrown out there, you know that maybe on the surface it sounds um you know it sounds uh you know really out there just in terms of multimillionaire because most of us Iowans are not um but it's good to kind of put it all in context
2: yeah um and then I mean looking to just at. Um, the freshman members of Congress, at least, you know, when Abby Finkenauer um, started and and you think about, you know, who's on that list with her, um, you know, it's a lot of, you know, the quote unquote squad that um, Republicans like to criticize for, um, you know, their more progressive policy stances, um, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York um, is not far um, from Finkenauer on that list. Um, you know, so, I mean, it shows that, like, the people that are often, you know, criticized and lumped in with these kind of, you know, radical socialist, uh, you know, quote-unquote policy stances are, um, you know, they carry debt and face financial pressure. Um, like many Americans, whether it's from student loan debt or, you know, whatever the situation may be. Um, so, you know, that it's just kind of an interesting to... Uh, repre- or former Representative Finkenauer's point of, you know, someone who's out of touch and, um, you know, many Americans don't have millions, but many do carry debt with them.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, especially with kind of how much of a contrast the you have Finkenauer going through the debt, as you're saying, that a lot of Americans go through. And then people see that number of the 7.6 million even when you take the farmland out, which is still pretty high. Uh, that does kind of show a much different picture there.
1: I think too, um, you know, in terms of the real estate, the practical side of this is that you know our elected officials spend a lot of time in D.C. Where they, you know, spend a lot of hours um, doing their jobs and having a place to live is perhaps more economical. Or having a, a home for for years is more economical than um, you know renting some sort of a, a facility there and and that kind of thing. Not a facility, a condo, apartment, whatever. Um, and I mean, in part, her claim it, it's kind of a little bit of a not only does he have this home there but she's talking about the longevity the amount of time he's had it. It, it which is a way to to point out just how long he's been in office just a different way to point out how long he's been in office and um you know and it also just points out how much older he is than her which in some people's minds that might be a good thing i don't know or you know good thing bad thing but it's uh, definitely kind of speaks to the point she's trying to make
0: yeah, and that's a great point that I think a lot of members of Congress likely have homes in Washington that they've owned, just because if you've been there for a long time, yeah, it makes sense for you to have a permanent place. So I don't know if that's really a surprise to people that um, Grassley's had a home for that long, uh, but maybe that kind of goes to the point that uh, of that longevity, as you were saying, Aaron.
1: And
2: I agree with the grade. I think an A is appropriate here.
0: Marissa, what do you think on the grade?
2: Yeah, I agree too, since it's, you know, pretty straightforward with all the information available from Open Secrets.
0: Yeah, it's not very often that we get kind of a this black and white of a fact check. Usually there's a little more gray area. Um, but this is one where the records were there, uh kind of all public records and have cut and dry, um, ending up with my favorite line here, a textbook, a, so, um, uh, not just any grade, but a textbook grade. Uh, so do we have any checks here, um, coming up in the next week that we'd like to talk about?
2: Yeah. Um, well we were thinking for next week, um, So our Lynn County Marion reporter, Gage Miskamon, he he attended a forum yesterday on how the county plans to use American Rescue Plan Act funds. They're receiving $44 million from that, Um, and they're doing like a public outreach process right now to get feedback on um, how they might allocate those funds. And uh, county sustainability manager, Tamir Marcus, who uh, she's running against Dale Todd in the Cedar Rapids City Council District 3 race. Um, she, Gage has paraphrased her as saying that while less than 6% of the county population is Black, over 30% of the county's total positive COVID 19 cases have been among Black people. So, um, you know, just given the national coverage of all the disparities and, you know, who gets infected with COVID and ultimately hospital- hospitalized or, um, you know, those who might die from COVID. Um, We've known about racial disparities, but I don't, I haven't seen much discussion about it at the local level. So I think um, that'll be a pretty interesting fact check to dig into.
1: And we can use new census numbers.
0: Aaron is very excited here about this new census data. (laughs) Just
1: coming out today, hot off the presses.
0: So just may nobody rain on Aaron's parade here with the new data coming out. Mm -hmm. So plenty of interesting enterprise stories to come on that.
1: No, I think that's a good check. I I like it um, for all the aspects you mentioned and just um, that it's a a switch up from some of these uh, more federal checks we've done, federal and state.
0: And a friendly reminder here to our loyal audience that if you see a claim that you would like us to consider checking you can reach out to us at factchecker at thegazette.com. Again, that's factchecker at thegazette.com. And we are looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, our podcasts are edited by Stephen Colbert. Our checks are edited by Craig Jamolis. Our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. And I'm John Steppy.
2: I'm Erin Jordan.
0: I'm Marissa Payne and we will fact check you later.